The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Thomas Anderson. Tom Anderson is the president of Pensco Trust which is a company that helps people invest in their IRAs in all kinds of interesting self-directed ways. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you, Jordan. It's a pleasure. Let's just start a little bit about what Pensco Trust does, and then we'll get into some of the details about uh, some of the ways that people can invest inside their IRAs. They may not be familiar. But just tell us a little bit about the basics of Pensco Trust. Sure. Well, the one good thing about our firm is that we're relatively simplistic in terms of our business model. We do one thing, and we think we do it pretty well, and that is handle self-directed retirement accounts, uh, predominantly uh, associated with self-directed IRAs of all types, including Roth IRAs or SEP IRA or traditional IRA, most of which are uh, funded generally by people working for a number of years in a company through a 401k and then rolling it into a self-directed account. And why did you uh, form this company? Why, why did you see it as being an important niche? Well, I, I was a certain amount of urgency. I was laid off, so I uh, needed a job, and I realized that uh, there was something uh, beginning that needed to be addressed, and that is the need to get more diversification into retirement accounts. And my background had been as an individual uh, who had developed and designed trust accounting packages, and I, I started to realize in a, in a consulting assignment for another firm that there was a need for marrying the capabilities of a, of a trust system to the needs for alternative asset management in self-directed retirement accounts. And simply stated, um, I've, I've had a passionate belief that the uh, retirement accounts in this country are under-diversified. Uh, 97% of all retirement accounts are um, estimated to be only invested in the stock market in one fashion or another, either stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. And as a result of that, the $4.6 trillion at the end of 2007 IRA market has dwindled to $2.6 trillion in value now because, uh, you know, the market went went down and and so did the retirement accounts let's just talk a little bit about the history of the ira and uh what's been allowed and what has not been allowed i mean it, it started what originally was 1974 is that the original yeah it was, it was a byproduct of erisa which was the reform act that uh, was addressing uh, some abuse in pension plans where the trustees of the plans would example, borrow or steal the money of their employees. And so in, in the course of, of improving those uh, problems, uh, the government also decided that going, they were going to allow people to save for themselves independent of the trustees by having an additional account type, an, an IRA account, where they could put money away themselves that they could control. And then it, it developed from there and was expanded, I guess, in the early 80s, right? Uh, <clears throat> well, actually, uh, the laws that 
uh, really we operate on under now, uh, that is Pensco Trust and all the other IRA custodians in the country, have really not changed uh, since they were enacted in 1974. The only thing that that has happened is there there have been a few more um, a few more restrictive either private letter rulings or uh, guidelines from the Department of Labor or the or the IRS that governs the 408 code as they call it that that um, regulates IRA accounting. Um, there have been some things that have sort of taken away from some of the possibilities that previously existed. And so what are some of the things that people cannot invest yeah. in their IRA today? And because well, this has changed, I think, in the past. Is they, they eliminated the use of or the ability to acquire collectibles, and collectibles are generally things like stamps, antiques, and artwork, you know, a 1957 Corvette, um, government's concern that you'd make self-use of these assets, put the artwork up in your doctor's office or whatever. And that's a violation of uh, some of the rules or prohibited transactions regarding IRAs. So they've taken away the ability to um, acquire any kind of collectible, with the exception of American gold eagles and 94% proof gold, as well as gold bullion. So has that always been, you always have been able to buy gold in your IRA, or is that a change? Yeah, well, they've, they've changed. Uh, they used to be a more expansive list of uh, coins, like Krugerrands, you could buy, but then they put the purity rules in. I'm not sure what year they, they put that in, but now it's a limited set of um, gold coins that you can hold. But bullion has always been there. Uh-huh. And so other than collectibles, what else can you not uh, buy inside a self-directed IRA? Sure. Well, there's only two other other things, which uh, leaves obviously a wide array of things that are are capable of being put into an IRA. And the two other things are one, life insurance on your own life. That is the person that's saving for the retirement, and, and that makes perfect sense because you'd be cashing in when you cashed out, and that wouldn't help you with retirement. And the other is, uh, for whatever reason, and I can't explain it, but the stock of a subchapter S uh, corporation. If an IRA becomes a shareholder of a subchapter S corporation then the S-Corporation loses its uh, tax-deferred status or passive tax treatment as an S to uh, become and revert to a C-Corporation, which would be something that the other shareholders know that would not be be happy with. And therefore, um, it's it's not a problem for the IRA. The IRA could legally actually be a shareholder of an S-Corporation, but the shareholder loses its its, uh, favored tax status. So other than those three things, collectibles, subchapter S, and life insurance, you can pretty much put any kind of investment in your IRA, is that correct? Yes. I mean, uh, I can give you some examples, some uh, interesting examples we've seen over the years. In fact, last October 23rd, we were on the front page of, uh, we were mentioned on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. And unfortunately, I was I would, I didn't have control over what they decided to put there, and they put the face of an alpaca right on the front page and saying, this is what people are running away from the stock market to do and to invest in alpacas. Now, you can invest in alpacas, and uh, we had a client who did that because they were in that business and they knew that they could make money doing that, breeding them. But uh, that's not the typical thing that we would see. But nevertheless, we've done things so far afield as buying uh, property underwater, six, uh, let's see, three miles offshore Miami Beach on a coral reef and about 60 feet down where somebody uh, has built a so-called replica of the city of Atlantis, 
and with streets and buildings and the whole works where you can uh, plant your cremated remains through the Neptune Society and pay a fee for doing so or, you know, to charge people to go out there with scuba, scuba divers to take a look. So, so what it's is a business the advantage? Proposition and, or we have one investor literally wanted their investment to go underwater. And uh, So what is the advantage, Tom, of doing that, of running a business like that in an IRA as opposed to just having it outside an IRA? Well... Uh, it's tax-deferred or tax-free. If you do that with a Roth IRA or, like many of our clients, actually starting a business from the, the ground floor through uh, a Roth IRA, uh, any growth thereafter, provided you leave the money and the asset in there until uh, five years from the formation of the Roth and, and the age 59 and a half, once you take all those earnings out, or appreciated stock value, uh, there's no tax on it. So we have one we have one person who initially went from eighteen hundred dollar investment in a startup, uh, and two and a half years later sold the company for thirty two million dollars, all of which came back to his Roth IRA tax deferred. And that cash was then used to start a whole bunch of other companies. Um, one of which was Facebook, and uh, the individual's Roth IRA. Is in the uh, it's in the nine digits because all that's growing uh, tax deferred. Now, that's if, it's, right. if it's a regular IRA, it's tax deferred, and when they take it out, they will have to pay taxes on yeah, it. Yeah, they'll pay ordinary in- income tax, but you're making money on the IRS's money all the time that you have it in the account because instead of spending sending money in terms of capital gains or income tax to the IRS every year, you're using that same money that otherwise would be sent to them to invest and make more money. So you get that compound growth. That's essentially the whole purpose of an IRA. Without that purpose, nobody would be using IRAs. I've heard two different uh, kind of philosophies about IRAs. One is it's retirement money, and you should really be very safe with it and have it in bonds and CDs, and that should be like your safe haven because the money is growing tax-deferred. You you know you're going to get that kind of compounding. The other point of view is it should be very aggressive and risky because if you really hit some home runs, you'll have much bigger gains uh, to be shelter tax deferred. Wh- which way do you come out on that one? Well, I think it's it's uh, it's all a matter of your circumstance. If you're a young person, 20s and 30s, you you definitely would be you know leaning to more to try to hit a few home runs and spending some money. You're not a lot of your substantial savings, but some part of your money, like this individual with the $1,800, to go after your life dream um, and to put it inside of a Roth IRA as opposed to traditional because of the the potential for never having to pay tax. But as you get older, um, you know, you you want to balance your portfolio and have less uh, less concentration in high-risk investments. Uh, but there's something called the modern portfolio theory, which I know you're very well aware of, but mm-hmm. for the audience, uh, basically Harry Markowitz devised this in his uh, 1952 Harvard thesis and then got the Nobel Prize for Economics in 1990 for essentially proving through probability analysis and uh, differential calculus that the best way to protect against risk on the downside and to optimize gains on the upside for any portfolio was to diversify, and he identified 21 asset classes which are either not correlated or uh, inversely correlated in terms of performance. Um, For example, foreign real estate is different than domestic real estate, you know, cash is different because it doesn't go up or down. It's stable, so it, it doesn't re- react to the stock market um, in terms of value. So all these assets, if you if you 
balanced your portfolio in theory against 21 of these different asset classes, and you, you at the same time try to optimize the choice within an asset type for which asset you would purchase, then you're, you've got very high probability of uh, you know, being successful in growing your account. So you're saying diversify your portfolio. I mean, because some would say be aggressive inside your IRA and be conservative outside your IRA or vice versa. Well, no, I mean, you know, the fact is that it, it, the best way to save is through a retirement account because of the, the, the tax-deferred or tax-free status. So you don't want to necessarily take all the risk and take the hit in it, which is the problem with the, what we've just seen in the last two years. You know, people lost 50% of the value of their retirement account. Suppose they're near retirement. Um, if they had, let's just say, for example, if they had 25, uh, sorry, 25% in um in cash and maybe twenty five percent in bonds and fifty percent in the stock market, they want to they want only lost twenty five percent. You know, just roughly speaking. So you need some buffers against totally risking it all. You know, it's like going to to, to you know to Las Vegas. You don't want to put all your retirement on black. You might want to put half on red and half on black and sprinkle a few other around for high risk things. But it used to be that the general consensus used to be when you get near retirement, you should just stick all your assets into safe, you know, assets like bonds and cash and T-bills and things like that. You can't do that anymore because people are living way too long after retirement. Not way too long, but, I mean, in other words, they're, they're living beyond, they have the potential to live beyond their means if they're too conservative. So, you know, financial planners are now taking a longer view and a more uh, aggressive view towards the uh, people's retirement very good okay this is jordan goodman of the money answer show and my guest this hour is tom anderson uh, who's president and ceo of pensco trust based in san francisco an expert in self-directed iras we'll be back with much more on this topic after this Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. 
the violent crime rate has begun to rise again. So what's more important than feeling at ease and secure in your daily life? With an optimistic perspective on a sober subject, crime prevention and personal safety expert Susan Bartlestone brings you the information, tips, resources, and inspiring success stories that will reduce your fear and restore your confidence. So stay tuned and stay safe with Crime Prevention 101 and Susan Bartlestone every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. It'd be a crime not to listen. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who's the president and CEO and founder of Pensco Trust, P-E-N-S-C-O, which is a company based in San Francisco but helps people all around the country invest in their self-directed IRAs. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank you. Before we get going, why don't you just tell people a little bit about how they can contact uh, Pensco, uh, your website, phone sure. number. We so had, it's www.pensco.trust.com, as well as uh, we have a business development center that can be reached at 866-818-4472. That's 866-818-4472. And how can they help you? Say you have an existing IRA what are some of the things that they can help you with? Well, basically, the people at the end of that 800 number are there all day to assist uh, prospects in either understanding what their options are, leading them to information that's available on our website, answering their questions about how to open an account, or facilitating them, facilitating the, facilitating the process of opening and transferring their account. Are most of your customers rolling over existing money from existing uh, IRAs and 401ks? Yes. Well, actually, uh, because of the market downturn, uh, we've seen a trend uh, develop where, whereas in the past, people maybe would roll over a part of their account and you'd get an even, let's say, 200000 or 50000 coming in, uh, all zeros. Uh, we're now seeing where people are taking their entire retirement account out and transferring it to us. And uh, that's... You know, indicated by the you know five hundred and seventy-two thousand one hundred and thirty-nine dollars and twenty-nine cents kind of transfer in. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And you know, I think that it started to stabilize a little bit. I think it was coming off the October, November, December time frame where the market was you know pretty much very volatile and people were looking for safe harbors for their cash. And we're FDIC, you know, pass-through kind of company. We provide actually in excess of uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollar coverage because we select only well-capitalized banks, and we have more than one that we place the money with. So you don't hold the money yourself. You are no. a trust company that puts it in various no. FDIC-insured we're, banks. We're a New Hampshire-based uh, non-depository bank and trust, and we're fully regulated as such as a bank and trust. However, we only we call ourselves a trust company because we don't have ATMs and tellers, and we don't uh, loan the money out. We just hold it. and. Under the rules with FDIC, uh, if you have one bank doing the sub-accounting, the other bank can provide the FDIC pass-through, and so the depository bank passes that through to us. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, let's talk about one of the main areas that people use you uh, to invest in their IRAs, which is real estate. Sure. Uh, now, one area uh, is physical real estate, and so kind of talk about that, how that works a little bit. Are people buying their own homes 
in IRAs? Are they buying uh, rental real estate, apartments, uh, commercial buildings? What, what kind of physical real estate are people owning? And give us a little bit of the practicalities of getting that in a Pensco IRA trust. Sure. Well, there's a lot of misleading information even out on the Internet about this. There are people out there promoting the idea that you can actually own your own personal residence in an IRA, and that's totally false. Their scheme, if you will, if you're willing to pay them in advance, because they won't tell you if you don't pay them, is to take what is called a um, 72T kind of distribution, which is substantially equal payments out of your IRA, pay tax on it, but then use that to pay the mortgage on a house and then take the mortgage deduction to offset the tax. So that's that program. But the fact is you can only buy investment property. And for that matter, anything you do with your IRA to spend money it can be it can only be for investment. You can't make a donation or something like that to it, other than the charitable donation of a hundred thousand now that's been extended. But what you were saying, Tom, that strategy you just talked about is not correct. It's illegal. That's well, the strategy to seventy-two T is perfectly legal, but it's not the same as saying you can buy a personal residence with your IRA. Uh-huh. The implication of that is that you can hold the real estate in your IRA and then move into it and use it, or a vacation home, and you cannot do that. So when you buy a vacation home, you can lease it out to anybody that's a third party that's not directly an ascendant. You send in yourself, your spouse, and the children of your, uh, uh, I mean, sorry, your, the, the spouses of your children. Those people are what are called disqualified persons, and you can't let them either make use of an asset that's purchased by your IRA or purchase such an asset for their use or buy from them an asset that they own and then put that in your IRA. But you can deal with any third party. And that's just to get away from the self-dealing issues and you know undervaluing things or overvaluing things, et cetera. But those are the rules. So you can buy, you know, we have a, we have a condo in Croatia for a client. We have two acres in New Zealand for a client. We have a palm tree farm in Riverside, California, because down there apparently to plant a palm tree, uh, you have to have grown it in Riverside County. So they have a lock on that market. We have a cypress tree farm, a very valuable wood product down in uh, Panama. Um, you know, we have vacation property in St. John's. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do. So we, we actually invest anywhere in the United States as well as many foreign countries. So it has to be commercial real estate. It has to be income producing, and that's something you're using yourself. As far as your own vacation home, is it the same 14-day rule? Uh, well, uh, no, no, no. There's no 14-day rule, number one. But number two, you can buy your own vacation home. You just can't use it until you take the distribution of the asset out of your account. So it is a strategy, for example, particularly now with real estate being depressed. And let's suppose that, you know, you're dreaming of going to some lakefront property. You don't have the cash uh, in your disposable income, but you can lock that property up by buying it in your retirement account now at maybe a lower price than it might be in five years, rent it out to somebody that's a third party until you retire. And then, you know, at age 59 and a half, when you take it out, you'll pay tax on its fair market value. Or if it's in a Roth IRA, you can just take it out and move into it without any tax consequence. So if you've got sufficient funds in a Roth IRA, and by the way, I want to remind everybody that January 1st, 2010, is an excellent opportunity to get money into a Roth IRA if you've been prohibited from doing so because you made over 100000 adjusted gross. The government is incenting people to raise the tax dole to uh, convert any time in the year 2010, uh, regardless of your income, pay the tax, and then you can, just, you can pay the tax 
impact over the years 2011 and 12. So effectively, you can spread it over three years. You don't have to pay it in 2010, the year you convert. So there's no limitation on income as there normally is for right. You can be Bill Gates and convert your traditional IRA. To so the idea is that they'll get a short-term bunch of money out of it, but the government will lose big time long run on that. As that's people right. Well, money. the other thing that makes it advantageous, quite frankly, for a lot of people, is they've got depressed assets in their retirement account that they expect to rebound, whether it be real estate or even the stock market. So you can convert assets now. You, you know, we have people that bought real estate in 2005 and six. And it's been devalued, obviously, uh, but they can convert it at a lower value, pay a lower tax, you know, in 2010 if it's still at that value, and then ride the upside tax-deferred or tax-free. Okay, so let, tell me technically how this works. You, you say you have a vacation home or you have a rental property somehow. Um, it's not something you're going to be living in. Uh, do you actually buy it inside your Roth IRA? Do you have to have the... Uh, deed done, or there's a mortgage. Yep. How is it actually done inside a Roth IRA or regular right. IRA? Right. Well, we'll, we'll demystify it for everybody. It's very straightforward. For anybody who's ever bought a personal residence, you know, you sit around the table and you title company prepares a whole pile of paper, and you have to initial it and review it and whatever, and then you you know you give them the money to the you, to the seller, and they give you the deed. And essentially, all that process takes place when you're doing it with your IRA, except instead of your name being on the title, your your IRA's name is on the title, and it'll be, in our case, Pensco Trust Custodian FBO, which stands for For the Benefit of, your name and your IRA, uh, and the IRA account number would be on title. Once those documents are all prepared and you review them and you you know put your little initials on there that you've reviewed them, then they get sent to us by the title company overnight we in turn review them. We uh, we notarize them. We sign them because we're buying as the custodian on behalf of the client, and then we scan all that in for our records. And we overnight the paperwork back to the title company and wire the funds either for uh, the first initial deposit or for the you know the final settlement. And at that point, uh, a grant deed is prepared naming the IRA as the owner of the property, that gets uh, recorded and sent back to us, and we safe keep it. And when you when you go to sell the property, the reverse happens. We, we present the grant deed in exchange for money through a title company, and then the money comes back to the IRA. So what, now you own it inside your IRA. You have to make all payments, property taxes, insurance, and so on, from your IRA, yes. and, and you have to take on the income, any rental income, and keep that in your IRA. You really have to keep the separate... From everything uh, else, yep. is that correct? You have to treat your uh, IRA like your ex-wife. You just got to keep your hands off. And so, <laughs> if it owns an asset, then all the money comes in for that asset, just like a mutual fund that's held in your IRA at uh, Merrill Lynch or something. The dividends go into the uh, IRA account. And of course, if you want to tap any of that income, you can do so, but you have to take a distribution, which is a taxable event for a regular IRA, or it's you know it's depending on what time, what age you take it out. It may be. Uh, penalized for a Roth but not tax. But in any case, um, you can, uh, you know, you have to pay all payments for any kinds of expenses, whether it be taxes, repairs, you know, um, a, a mortgage payment, because you actually can, uh, you can leverage real estate deals. A lot of people don't know that you can actually borrow up to 70% of the money used to purchase real estate through the IRA in what's called a non-recourse loan. So the 30% is a little higher than a traditional loan because it, this particular loan type has to be non-recourse to avoid an otherwise prohibited transaction. 
So the bank will lend you the money, and they'll want a higher down payment. They'll want to see some reserves so they know that you're going to make those mortgage payments. But there is a bank, uh, North American Savings Bank, which you can find at iralending.com, that will lend up to 70% uh, to buy property using leverage. And, of course, we all know what leverage does for us. It increases the yield, uh, provided you don't take on too much risk, but you can accelerate the yield. When you're doing something like that, is your personal credit line, or your credit score being used? Or is it, the, I mean, an IRA doesn't have a credit score as such, or how are they making the lending decision? Okay, well, they're looking at the, you know, first the down payment, secondly the reserves. They're also looking at your financial statement to see if you have, for example, another retirement account in the stock market or something that you could tap if you ran out of funds. But they're, they're going to be, they're, they may ask for your uh, credit information, but they can't use that to make, uh, the judgment, be, uh, essentially, because uh, they cannot go after you if, if the IRA fails to make the mortgage payment. So, right. Okay. Uh, All right. We're actually going to go to break now. This has been very interesting. This is uh, Tom Anderson of Pensco Trust, and uh, your host here is Jordan Goodman. Uh, we're going to be back after this talking more about all the different ways you can use your self-directed IRA you may not be aware of. We'll be back after this. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. What are the do's and don'ts when it comes to solving personal foreclosure? With over 2,700 foreclosures daily, what can you do to ensure the housing crisis doesn't hit home? Tune in to Foreclosure Exposure Radio with host Carla Duglin. This show will give you steps you can immediately use to save your own home and credit. Face and conquer foreclosure issues before they affect you. Listen for Foreclosure Exposure Radio every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who's president and CEO of Pensco Trust, which is a company based in San Francisco that helps you with your self-directed IRA. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank you. Once again. We talked about commercial real estate. Another area that people can buy in self-directed IRAs is mortgage notes. Uh, this is where people have done seller financing and there's an existing note. Why don't you tell us how that works a little bit and the advantage of doing it inside an IRA? Sure. Um, we actually have been um, we've been in business over uh, 18 years. We're in our 19th year now. And uh, we've been buying these kinds of instruments for our clients that, of course, is directed by them. They choose to, you know, to invest in what they want. But on behalf of them, we've been buying these uh, all the way through our history. And we have some clients who will buy nothing but trust deeds, as they're called, or mortgages. Some some states call them trust deeds. And the reason is that uh, they think they're good at it or the broker that they're dealing with is good at it. And they've, they've had very good success in getting, you know, 10, 12 to 14 percent compounded year after year instead of going into the you know, a more a volatile stock market or not being good at picking stocks or not finding the right broker. Uh, they just, they're just comfortable with getting 12% compounded year after year. And I have to say, uh, historically, even in bad markets, uh, people have done quite well in these things because generally they're looking at uh, 35% equity before they extend a, a mortgage to somebody who wants to put on a swimming pool or something like that. And in the event that they, you know, don't pay, they can, you know, go through the foreclosure proper, uh, process and and uh, still come out whole or even ahead, uh, depending on whether the market is rising or falling. So they can be very secure uh, investments if they're done correctly. And there's, you know, you have to make sure you're dealing with a, a really um, a good broker that has a track record they can demonstrate. And there are plenty of them out here. Um, in California, where we have our all of our operations, the trust company, again, is in New Hampshire, and the holding company for the trust companies in San Francisco, where the operations are. Uh, the largest association of these kinds of brokers in the United States is concentrated, and uh, we've been, we generally have three or four hundred million dollars worth of these kinds of instruments um, active at any one time. So the advantage is you're getting your money compounding at 12 or 14 percent tax-free in a Roth or tax-deferred in a regular IRA really can start to add up. Yeah, it adds up very quickly, especially if you do it when you're young, that's for sure. Yeah. We have a calculator on our website. You can just plug in a base number, $10,000 at age 25, and put 12% on it, and you'll be a millionaire when you retire. Now, the other area you talked about is real estate options. Tell us how that works inside an IRA. Well, the most interesting story which will demonstrate this is a fellow who has written up in investmentnews.com, one of our clients in Indianapolis, and he sent in a request for his $300 Roth IRA to have us overnight at an $18 expense a $10 check to consummate a real estate option contract on a property that a developer wanted to unload and was willing to sell within a 30-day period at a discounted price of 350000 So we sent the check at his request, and along with that request came in a purchase offer on the same property by a third party. So while he was negotiating this option contract, he found a buyer for 525000 Once he consummated the option contract, he flipped the option and the right to buy to this other buyer for 525 and moved $175,000 into his Roth IRA in one day. 
without even buying the property. So it's giving you the right to buy it. Well, you don't ha- have to go through with it. That's right. And, and he actually sold pay, the right in that yeah, case. You usually have to pay a lot more than that. But but when you have a smaller term, like 30 days, you know, they're just trying to move that property. But if you have, like, let's say the right to buy something for three years at a specified price today, uh, and and you're you're going to want to hold on to that right, you're going to have to give the seller, you know, a substantial amount of money. Let's say it's a $100,000 house. You might have to give them ten or fifteen thousand uh, dollars that you won't get back if you don't, you know, execute the purchase. But you're banking on the fact that maybe you know that there's a highway coming through, and that it's in two years the property is going to triple in value or something like that. Uh huh. Okay. And then um, also seller financing. Now this can't be for your own individual home, I suppose. No, but a good example of that is we had a fellow who wanted to buy a condo in san francisco at about seven hundred thousand dollars and he went to the mortgage broker and the broker said well with your fico and down payment you know we can't do it for you but if you know anybody that has an ira account you can get a loan from them beef up your down payment and because they'll be taking a circ you know a secured second position behind the first i think i can go to the bank and they'll be willing to uh give you the the, the loan and so that's what he did he found a pensco client with an ira to give him a forty thousand dollar uh second mortgage, uh, I think it was five-year term, I don't remember what the rate was, and he now went back to the bank with a larger down payment. He got the house he wanted, his friend got a good IRA loan, uh, the banker got a, a, a loan, the mortgage broker got a commission, and the seller sold the property they wanted to sell, so everybody won. So if people have money to invest, and they're with Pensco, do you have opportunities for them? Will you tell them something like that that's coming up? No, we're not allowed to do that as a passive custodian, self-directed. We have, we can't get involved in leading people to opportunities. But what we do uh, do for people is that we have webinars on a regular basis, one coming up at 11 o'clock on Wednesday, this Wednesday, at uh, 11 Pacific Standard Time that's free to listen to. You just go to the website and you can register there. And we generally have four to 600 people around the country listening in. And, and uh, we bring on experts. In fact, you're on there this week, That's uh, correct. Jordan. Uh, and a CPA, uh, Mr. Rutherford uh, from North Carolina, is going to be talking about uh, his perspective. But we're always bringing on experts to cover certain topics. And some of those experts are, you know, provide educational material about investments that they offer. And we're not recommending them, but they're just exposing people to the opportunities. There's also a portal or a couple of portals that are now being developed uh, to, uh, you know, give people with self-directed accounts access to notes and mortgages they can purchase as well as uh, other real estate transactions. Yeah. Okay. So basically in the real estate, physical, commercial real estate, there's rental, mortgage notes, options and seller financing those are the main ways that well there's can... all kinds of, you could buy mobile homes you could buy rvs and lease them out you can buy a boat and lease it out there's 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 no there's all kinds of things that people can do uh we even had a woman uh one of our clients in, in alaska and this was written up in fortune magazine in 2005 she bought the fishing rights to black cod in the state of alaska a certain part of the ocean was mapped off that she could fish the grounds of for five years for that species alone and she paid for the right to do that from the state of Alaska and then leased it out at a marginal uh, advantage to her IRA account. And she did that because she's out on the waters fishing 10 hours a day with her husband for the last 20 years and doesn't have time to 
to get smart on the stock market, but she knows how to make money at fishing, so that's what she did. <laughs> it sounds like one of the strategies here is to do something you already have an expertise in. Absolutely. It's like the bankruptcy attorney in Texas. All he buys with his account is uh, bankruptcy claims because he, you know, he has uh, some knowledge of that business. Uh, so, yes, we find more and more times. We have a fellow who bought 40 head of cattle because he's in the cattle business and been doing that for 30 years and knows how to make money at it. So if you know how to do something outside of your IRA account to make money, there's no reason why you can't do it inside. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes, makes a lot of sense. Okay, good. Now, the other er- area that uh, people can invest in is uh, private equity, or, or basically yes. people's own businesses, uh, sole proprietorships. You were saying S-corporations really don't make sense. So normally, would you want to hold a business in a sole proprietorship inside an IRA? Well, again, it's all a matter of what you want to look at, and this is where we some get, sometimes get in discussions with portfolio managers and uh, CPAs where they're looking at tax consequences. I like to think of the, the objective with an IRA is to grow it to the largest number you can, you can get, and that's after tax yield. So tax issues are somewhat relevant, but the real bottom line is if you make more money after tax than you would if you have no tax, I'd, I'll go with the former. So... If you're going to buy into a business um, and you're running a business with your IRA, like any other business, uh, it is subject to a tax. It's called unrelated business income tax. But who cares if that business is a profitable business that's going to generate income to flow into your account that you can use for other investments as well as maybe having stock appreciation if they're going to grow the company into a big business. I mean, for example, let's say you took your IRA to start Starbucks. Well, you'd be doing pretty damn well in your retirement account. We actually have clients that have done similar things, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, again, you have to pay your tax, but so be it. Um, we, we tell a story about a fellow who uh, uh, had a pizza parlor, and a bunch of people on the block went down there every Friday night, and the place was packed every Friday night, uh, and it had been for like 20 years. And during the discussion at the table, he comes by and says, look, you know, I'm looking for somebody to buy this. I want to retire, and uh, but I can't find anybody to buy. And you're talking with your buddies and say, look, we don't have the money, but we have it in our retirement account. Why don't we buy his par- a pizza parlor and hire his son, like you said, and uh, we'll own it, and we'll have all this dough roll into our, uh, into our retirement accounts. And there's no reason why you can't do that. Um, there are some rules that you have to be careful of, but you know we know those rules at Bensco, and we make people aware of the information. And we is also it basically have it. like self-dealing rules. Is that yeah, exactly. Uh, so, for example, one of those partners may or may not be able to actually work in the pizza parlor and get paid, and they have to set up some rules so that he's not in a control position where he sets his own salary and he he uh, can hire and fire himself but you'd have to turn that responsibility over to the other investors that he's not related to so that he can't self deal and and have his IRA essentially pay his salary which would be you know prohibited transaction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well this makes a lot of sense i guess also this is true for venture capital right even uh, if you want to invest venture uh, capital or receive venture capital you could do it through ira absolutely um the you know this this sort of works in concert with venture capital typically venture capital Especially at the at the smaller numbers, there, you know, the company that the people that are founding the company don't want to take as take venture capital because it's very very expensive in terms of ownership. So they can put some of their own money in as founders, and they can get some of their friends in to mitigate the amount of they have to take from venture capital and and, and to hold on to more equity. 
Makes a lot of sense. All righty, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who is president and uh, CEO of Pensco Trust, their website, PenscoTrust.com. Uh, they help people invest their money through self-directed IRAs. We'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who is president and CEO of Pensco Trust, which is a San Francisco-based company that helps people with their self-directed IRAs. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank you, Gordon. And uh, before we go on, just tell people again your website and phone number sure. if they want to find out more about you. It's www.pensco, P-E-N-S-C-O, which stands for pension company, Pensco Trust, all one word, dot com. And the 866-818-4472 number is our business development center, 866-818-4472. And 
They're available uh, 8.30 to 5 uh, Eastern Standard Time. I'm sorry, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and uh, they cover that zone all the way through. Now, recently you went to a uh, Wall Street Journal kind of future finance event in Washington, and I guess President Obama was there, is that, is that right? Well, actually, the president wasn't there, but we went to the White House and the annex to the White House to present to Larry Summers, who's his economic policy advisor. And so t- just tell us some of the highlights of that meeting and, and what uh, action may come out of it, you think? Well, sure. Uh, first of all, it was... Uh, you know, going into it, uh, I was one of uh, approximately 100 people that were invited, and uh, I wasn't quite sure of whether or not this was a legitimate effort to assist the Obama administration or was an effort to uh, to get some pay for some papers in the Wall Street Journal because the Wall Street Journal sponsored it and ran it. But I have to say it was not only one of the best executed, if not the best executed, high-tech conferences I've ever been to. We all were making votes with little handheld devices and stuff on a screen that was the entire size of a wall, but um, the, you know, it was amazing effort by a bunch of very, very qualified people, the least of which was myself, uh, to take it seriously and to develop uh, the actual recommendations to give to the administration, which we did deliver, as I said, to Larry Summers. And out of, you know, formulating about 100, uh, 100 different uh, ideas, we boiled it down to 20 final recommendations. Um, and the, the groups were broken up into the future of finance, the, the future of finance for banks, for, uh, for quasi-banks like hedge funds and broker-dealers and things like that, um, and, uh, as well as the credit markets, and then lastly, risk. So there were four subgroups that we broke into, and each group you know, formulated roughly t- um, 20 ideas, and then we voted for the top five. And I was proud to say that, I'm proud to say now that I fought for uh, one which made it to the to the the last one on the list of priorities, which was the twentieth priority, which was the to reform the process to limit foreclosures for those that are truly qualified that either got duped into punitive, uh, unrealistic uh, arm mortgages, but have the ability to pay at a reasonable level. Uh, because any you know, continuing to add to foreclosures and having banks take these properties back at a discount and having the regulators require them to classify them as risky assets and devalue them only continues to feed the the toxic acid problem. And you're not going to get out of that vicious cycle until we can stem the tide of foreclosures. So it's not necessarily from a socialistic standpoint that I'm recommending it. I'm looking at it more pragmatically because that was the source of the problem in the first place. But Did a lot of the recommendations from this group uh, feed into uh, Treasury Secretary Geithner's Financial reform proposals. That he did well, last week? actually, uh, he he announced on Monday, which is the day before this event, uh, his proposal for investing in the secure, you know, the securitized mortgages along with private investors. And we all had some doubt as to whether or not it would be successful. We supported it, and we had some recommendations to improve it as well. But Mr. Geithner was at our event, as were very prominent people like the Prime Minister of Britain and the Prime Minister of uh, Australia and. Nobel Prize winners in economics, etc. But um, it was interesting that the, the few days following the event, that some of the things that uh, Obama and uh, Geithner were talking about in the press uh, were very consistent with what our recommendations were, including, for example, setting up a super agency for uh, systemic risk to avoid these kinds of problems in the, in the future by looking counter-cyclically against 
good markets to see what could go wrong in advance of it going wrong, and 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 having the authority to step into um, you know all all organizations that were dealing with financial products and expanding the oversight uh, through the Federal Reserve of all these quasi banks that you know got into these things. Are you concerned that there may be so many new regulations coming and so many government interventions in the private financial sector uh, that this could stifle growth long-term and won't have the vibrant financial sector we've got, not only here but around the world? Well, we don't have a vibrant financial sector now. I think I think the intent of everybody involved and many of these people that were there, um, by the way, it's all on the website, the Wall Street Journal's website. You can read and listen to some of the speeches. It's out there today, and it's also in a section, special section in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I think that everybody recognizes, and these are people that were hedge fund managers or you know broker dealer managers, etc. That you know some regulatory reform is needed. You know they've got too many different types of regulators. They have overlapping uh, um, you know responsibilities, and that compounds the you know the, the problems you can get into. What we just need is better regulation, not necessarily more. And I think if everybody takes it seriously, that can be done. And if we do regulation prevention, if the focus is on prevention as opposed to enforcement, which we're, you know, when you don't do it right, you have to concentrate on enforcement. If more preventative work is done, I think it'll be better for business because um, to a large degree, you know, what happens is a reaction to uh, some thing like a Madoff situation where, the specific regulator, let's say the SEC, uh, having taken it a little bit on the chin, will overreact and try to force, you know, new regulation on people that are associated with something like that. Whereas, if they had done their job right the first time by some preventative and proactive review, uh, wouldn't would not, we wouldn't have been in that place? And so, so, a lot of people suffer for the, the acts of a few. So, these are very large proposals that uh, this conference came out with, that Geithner came out with. Do you think these have a chance of actually being implemented? Uh, I seriously think, uh, since, again, I, the, the few days that followed, a lot of them were being echoed by the administration. I mean, some of these things are, are, are God motherhood, I have to say, but there were some very specific things that we recommended that we seemed to see echoed in the few days after. So, I think. They took it seriously. I know Larry Summers was taking it all in, and he had some good comments back to us. And uh, they certainly supported the event. There were many public officials. Senator Bai was there. There was some some uh, people who were in uh, on committees in Congress associated. But, but do you with think finance. there'll be a lot of lobbying against this by you know hedge funds and the people who are now not now regulated at all or lightly? Are they going to put up with getting regulated much well, more heavily? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, the, 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 the titans of Wall Street were there, and the titans of hedge funds were there. Uh, so they were doing it to themselves, if you will, if, that was, if they thought, uh, you know, they needed some straightening up. Uh, so that, that was part of the challenge of getting everybody's opinion on the table in a, in a relatively short time and getting consensus on these issues because a lot of them were had a self-interest, but I, I think I, I was amazed that everybody stood above that and looked at the big picture and said, look, we can't tolerate what's been going on here in the country, uh, nor in the world, and we, we're here to help. And Very good. Means, uh, straightening up our act, we better do it. All right, in about a minute we have left, just why don't you give them a, a one last kind of summary of the kind of possibilities available in uh, your self-directed IRAs. Well, again, uh, there are two types of self-directed IRAs. You can go to a broker-dealer that is self-directed. Um, 
and uh, certainly buy uh, assets on a self-directed basis, but you're going to be limited to stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. And, uh, you know, in some broker dealers, uh, Charles Schwab, for example, has announced they're, they're not going to be custodying um, um, alternative assets, not, uh, anything other than the stock market-type assets, and they're, they're interested in potentially... Uh, Outsourcing that, and we're one of the one of the two firms that they're currently looking at, but that that may not materialize. But nevertheless, it, it, it's a the true self-directed IRA business is is really handling all this vast array, like I said, two acres in New Zealand uh, of assets and doing it correctly and um, and executing in a prompt, timely fashion. And that's what we do. Terrific. All right, it's been fascinating, Tom. Uh, again, this has been Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest has been. Tom Anderson, a president of Pensco Trust, uh, telling you about all the different ways uh, you can put money into your IRAs. Thanks for being on the show, Tom. And we'll be back again next week. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.